the liturgical sense of the readings at Mass. Today's readings for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time combine to motivate us into the alacrity of knowing who our Master is and doing His will. This liturgical motivation is accomplished by juxtaposing two types of people, those who do not know God and therefore serve themselves, versus those who do know God and therefore serve Him. The first reading today from Isaiah chapter 22 verses 19 through 23 and a gospel reading from Matthew chapter 16 verses 13 through 20 are verses we find most frequently being leveraged by Catholic apologists to defend the dogmas of apostolic succession and the primacy of Peter. While we affirm that these three oracles of the fall of Babylon and all human glories found in chapters 21, 22, and 23 of Isaiah must be acknowledged in how they were fulfilled in their historical context. We also read them as having future fulfillment. In particular, Isaiah chapter 22 and verses 22 reading, I will place the key of the house of David on his shoulder. When he opens, no one will shut what he shuts, no one will open. Looks prophetic in the lights of Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, where Jesus told the newly named Kepa, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of God. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Moreover, just as we acknowledge Isaiah chapter 7 verse 8 as being prophetic in foretelling that of the virgin who would bear a son whose name would be Emmanuel was fulfilled in this immediate historical context, we also read it as being prophetic, a prophecy about the Blessed Mother Mary and her son Jesus. Similarly, just as the name Emmanuel meaning God is with us relates to the meaning of the name of Jesus God saves, the meaning of the name Alakim God has established relates to the meaning of what Jesus did by establishing his church on Kepa. According to Isaiah chapter 22 verses 15 through 25, Shebna was the royal steward or the chief minister state with much power and influence. However, he was also arrogant and proud and he built himself a lavish tomb in a high place. The prophet Isaiah rebuked him for his vanity and announced that God would punish him by throwing him out of his office into exile. He has also said that God will replace him with Elohim, another servant of God, who would be a faithful and humble servant. Some non-biblical Jewish texts also mention Shebna, but they give different accounts of his fate. According to the Talmud, Sanhedrin 26a, 
Shebna repented after Isaiah's prophecy and became Hezekiah's scribe or secretary. He may also have been the same Shebna described who appears in 2 Kings chapter 18 and chapter 19, Isaiah chapter 36 and 37, as one of the messengers sent by Hezekiah to negotiate with the Assyrian envoy. According to Mirash, Pergli Rabbi Elazar 10, Shebna did not repent and died during the Syrian siege of Jerusalem. His body was thrown over a wall, landed on a large stone, was split into two, and crushed him. Halakim was a high-ranking official in the court of King Hezekiah of Judah, who lived in the 8th century BC. He is mentioned in the book of Isaiah and some non-biblical Jewish texts as well. According to Isaiah chapter 22 verses 20 through 25, Halakim was the son of Halakai, and God appointed him to replace Shebna as the royal steward or chief minister of state. He was given a key to David's house, symbolizing his authority and responsibility. Isaiah also praised him as a faithful and honorable servant of God and the king who would be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and Judah. However, Isaiah also warned that Elakim would face a heavy burden and that his family would cling to him for support. Like Shebna, some non-biblical Jewish texts also mention Elakim, but they also give different accounts of his role in fate. According to the Talmud, Sedhindrin 26a, Halakim was the same as Joah, the son of Asa, who was the recorder or historian for Hezekiah. He may have been the same Joah, the son of Aspa, the recorder who appears in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19, as well as Isaiah chapter 36 and 37 as one of the messengers sent by Hezekiah to negotiate with the Syrian envoy. According to Mizrash, Perk the Rabbi Elazar 10, Elakim was killed by Shebna, who was jealous of his position and power. Shebna hired two assassins to murder Elakim, but they were caught and executed by Hezekiah. This juxtaposition of Shemna and Halakim should not lead us into a body of shallow exploration of similes and contrasts of the Martha versus Mary sports. Rather, let the lives of Shemna and Elakim serve us as the embodiment of the question itself. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? For there were only two people in this world, the humble and those who are about to be humbled. In other words, there are those who know Christ Jesus and those who do not. And there are those who know their master and as a consequence are given the authority to serve him within the office given to them. 
And there are those who do not know the master and as a consequence are given over to the slavery of self-indulgence. One of the most beautiful things about the Divine Symphony is that she gives us the answer to the question. The Liturgy of the Mass is a type of divinely ordered cheat sheet and therefore a demonstration of God's mercy to us because she presents to us every day from the rising of the sun into a setting who Christ Jesus is, who the Son of Man is. If you want to know if God is real, come to the Mass. If you want to see Jesus, come to the Mass. Through the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, the liturgy of the Mass presents the most compelling evidence in the universe that God is real and that He loves us and desires with the magnanimous, infinite immensity of His being and nature to dwell with us and be with us and us in Him and with Him. This truth is as humbling as the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Rome in chapter 11, verses 33 through 36 from our second reading today. Oh, the death of riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How inscrutable are His judgments and how unsearchable His ways! Yet, such an ungraspable and rich truth as this is revealed through the simplicity of the appearance of bread and wine, which is food for the humble and a point of conviction for those who are about to be humbled. This is just one way how the readings at Mass this Sunday connect to the liturgy and how the liturgy is forming us how to live our lives in the world. Be in the world which you have received through the liturgy. I am David L. Gray. Visit me online at davidlgray.info for more content and context about the liturgical sense of the scriptures. Thank you.